You sure you're ready for this? I'll do my best. Your best? Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and f*** the prom queen. Welcome to the Big Soccer Show. The best soccer show in the whole world. Best Soccer Show, Backheel.com, Jason Davis, Jared Dubois, live on a Monday night, Monday night football, so to speak, haha, ha, clever, I am full of puns and stuff. Oh, I get it, you mean football. <laughs> you look fine, Jared, don't worry about the lighting, like I know you're yeah, over I, here. I just, I just realized I don't have my light on, and like, I'm probably okay right now, because it's only like 6 o'clock my time. Yeah, but... you're getting that, you're getting that lovely natural SoCal lighting on your, on your, on your face right now. Uh, what, what are they called? They call it the, uh, the something hour. I can't remember what it was called. And, and when they shoot in films, there's this time, like, right oh, around yeah, the, the magic hour. It's called the magic hour. Magic hour. hour. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's what my love life would be if I had any stamina. <laughs> we have not wasted any time. Jay Rodius. And we are back in the, I'm back in my, my regular digs. You are where you always do your show in your lovely home there in beautiful Ontario, California. I, Dude, don't let them know. <laughs> I myself last week did the show from my, my apartment on my couch, essentially. Uh, it was all low key. It was, it was, we talked about it. It was a little bit more natural Jason, I think, which uh, again, do you think there's a difference? There's definitely that'd be that'd be the name of your cologne, <laughs> natural Jason. Ooh, I, I don't know. Oh, uh, speaking of that, okay, what what? Um, I all right. So the the subject of showers came up with with my with my girl. Oh, this 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 is an interesting topic. Okay, so she's she's Puerto Rican. I told you this, right? Yeah. And we had this conversation in which she was talking, telling me that she showers like three times a day. What? Like, like she gets up and I she, might shower three times a week. Listen, she gets up and she showers to wake up, which I'm I'm totally on board with. That's my move. That's always been my move. I cannot feel awake unless I have a shower. And as an adult coffee, but it didn't used to be coffee, just but it used to be a shower. And then she would since she talked about the humidity and the heat in, in Puerto Rico on the island, okay. So she would or she would so work she's getting a natural shower every day. Or she would she would work out and that would lead to a lot of sweat, obviously, and then she would shower. Humble brag. And then sometimes she would shower in the evening. And I'm like, at least two, sometimes three showers a day. She showers more than I move my bowels. Okay. Eddie in Brooklyn's on the line. I don't know if he wants to jump in on this particular topic or something else, but we'll get to you, Eddie. Hold on. I just gotta make this point. So I'm sitting there thinking, wow, that's a lot of shower. I do shower once a day. So I shower probably seven times a week. I don't think there's a I very rarely do I go a day. Uh, I, my, a my wife is lucky if I shower on the weekends. Okay. If I shower on the weekends, we're going out. Well, okay, I feel gross. Okay, and and look, I well, like, not, I also have a pool, so I gotta say, like, I go to the pool a few days a week. So I count that sometimes. Am okay. I allowed to count that? Listeners, tell me, can I count a pool dip as a as a as a bathing ritual? I don't think you really can, but I've been there before. I'm kind of down with it. But what I'll say is the reason this came up, or that she told me this. Then I read this article, and it was one of those like somebody shared it on Facebook things. And it was an okay. article in which somebody made the argument that Americans shower entirely too often and that we need to cut Agreed. way back on the showering and that, hey, you know what? A little natural aroma is a good thing. Your body hey, love it. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, nature has built uh, your body to be. Well, I'm talking about natural of- Jason. <laughs> 
I, I don't know. Maybe I'm on board with this, but I don't, and I could totally get away with it. I don't, I rarely, I, I, I smell more on the day I shower than I do like any other day. Okay. And she, I think the, my body naturally clogs up at pores, which probably isn't good for me anyway. Maybe. Look, you dry your skin out with, with, with water. That's the thing that happens. I mean, I, there's, there are lots of reasons to cut back on your showering. I just was, I was, you know, I'm one of those people, I guess, privileged where I just always showered every single day. Eddie, you're on the line. What's up, man? What in the Sam hell did I call into? <laughs> the beginning of the show, Eddie. You know every single time. Jonathan Tannewell called in a couple weeks ago and got us talking about cheating, which we weren't talking about us cheating. We were just talking <laughs> about the subject of cheating. Eddie, what's, what do you you want to take us to soccer? Please do. Uh, yeah, I'll take you to soccer in a second. But is, is the the entire topic is somebody showering too much? Because I, I shower like twice a day. See, th- see, uh, look, too much. My, 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 look, and Eddie is. I'm not saying this is naturally, uh, definitely a cultural thing, but Eddie's Costa Rican. I know. Uh, again, right, but Eddie, if you if people in Costa Rica though are they shine twice a day? Is this American thing? Oh no, hell no! It's it's 100 percent American because when I'm in Costa Rica, like we need machines to heat up the water, and if <laughs> you don't back away from the water, there's a first dude starts, on a bike your skin, like pedaling so and fanning like, you know, a flame into the water. Yeah, like a Rube Goldberg machine to get the water headed up, and then, uh, <laughs> then as he said, you yeah. stand back. Now, uh, I, I like I he's. That's okay. So Eddie's Eddie's tw- twice a day thing is an American thing. I, see, I'm Again, just cultured. That's what it comes down to. I'm worldly. The, my girl's thing was completely about being Costa Rican. Like she acted like this was a Costa or not a Costa Rican, a Puerto Rican thing. Sorry, I get my my get my people confused. And I was like, what? I've never heard of this. And and I felt weird because I shower once a day. So whatever, Eddie. No, what don't, don't don't let her shame you. I'm no, I'm not feeling shamed at all. I was kind of like, aren't you wasting water? Like, damn, is that, that good for the environment? Fresh and so clean, clean. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, what else you got? Soccer wise, um, soccer wise, I was just calling in to see if we can just schedule the MLS Cup final already. You know, my <laughs> Red Bulls against Jared's Galaxy, and let's get it popping, right? Uh, how uh-huh. big? How big of a match would that be, really? I mean, I know NYCFC is the new glittering golden child. Don Garber's baby, et cetera, et cetera. But how big for MLS legit would a would a, a Red Bulls Galaxy final be? Probably, you know, well, it could be either either spot. But let's let's pretend Red Bull Arena. Let's act like your boys don't finish on top of the uh, of the Rebels in the standings, Jared. That's a big game. That's a mass. I mean, that's cold. Uh, it's cold, but it's a big game. It's cold. I mean, remember that DC match a while back, a couple of years ago? I well, mean, that's a tough environment for an MLS Cup party. No, no, no. I'm just nothing, saying. Nothing will ever touch MLS Cup 2013 in Kansas City. Oh, nothing yeah. will ever touch that. That was, that was Arctic. I mean, I'm talking like you were an ice cube. You didn't want to leave the bit. It was, if it's difficult to go from where you were staying to the party, like that's the part that you didn't want to, it almost makes you not want to go to the party. That's how bad. And that that's was. not a good environment for a final. No, not really. Not really. Okay, Eddie. But no, but you, if, if, I sorry. will say this though: it's the only way that the Galaxy don't win MLS Cup because if they have, if, if if Rebels or anybody has to go to LA to play LA in MLS Cup, forget it. It's a wrap. That team is absolutely stacked, yeah, and it, you're going to need the conditions, the weather conditions, to make Robbie Keane play in 32 degree weather, make Giovanni Dos Santos play about in 32 Robbie degree weather. That's the only chance we would have. Well, I, I think that uh, the only the, okay, if the Galaxy make it and or ho- the home time to- home team, I, I agree with you, Eddie. I think we're f- talking four and five, which is insane. But I actually believe, and, and, and I got LA as the number one contender right now. But I actually believe that Sporting can trip them up, and it's going to be cold. Let's imagine a, a Western Conference final. 
between the, yeah. between Sporting Kansas City and the LA Galaxy. Not not definite. Lots of things can happen. Seattle can get back on it. Vancouver's a good team, et cetera. All that stuff. I'm not trying to slight anybody, but if it comes down to LA and Sporting, and LA has to go to Sporting, I mean, if Sporting Kansas City can make that that home field advantage count when they get their leg there, that could be where LA gets tripped up because they haven't had that sort of environment before. LA has who who they beat in the Western Conference Final last year, Jared? Seattle. Okay, so they and they own Seattle. I mean, they just they're in Seattle's head for the most part. Um, it's not it. That's a different thing. I know it's forty five thousand people, but it's not the same as going to that little stadium in the cold. It's going to be cold in, in November with that environment. They they do a great job at Sporting Kansas City. They make it hard on LA. Yeah, that's going to be a tough matchup I, I, for LA fans. You're hoping that someone else takes Kansas City out along the road, along the way because I don't think there's anyone else that really LA is scared of in terms of location. I think um, L.A. can win. Granted, their home their away record isn't that great. Mm-hmm. They have done better as of late, mm-hmm. beating both uh, uh, Colorado and Dallas in the recent weeks. But uh, their home record is is ridiculous. So L.A. in the past few seasons hasn't really concentrated too much on final West Coast standing. Um, they've kind of been lucky in that the East Coast team with the highest rank has been going out. And they have been getting a host the MLS Cup out of the number four position, number three position in the Western Conference. So this year, I think, though, they're going to need to actually concentrate on this a little bit. And it hasn't been really Bruce Arena's MO, but I think he's in a position where he can kind of be strong down the stretch. And that's always been LA's thing. I think they're in a better position now with a few months to go than they have been in the last few months for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think they need to go after it. I don't, I, if no one in LA wants to go East Coast for this thing. No. no one in LA wants no. to go out there. And, but I take issue though with a little bit though, Eddie, that Robbie Keane's not worried about playing in the cold. No, and he's Steve not. Steve Gerrard's not play, worried he's about playing not. in the cold. No, no, maybe not. Giovanni Dos Santos okay. is dreading yeah, that yeah. game. Yeah, and I'm not sure Janino's naturally acclimated to it either. Uh, look, they're, 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 it's, I think it's more just a team mentality thing. They are just so comfortable at home at the StubHub Center. By the way, LA Galaxy away to sporting last day of the season. So that's something to watch for when we get down. Now, the standings will have to be fleshed Just out. Just like last year with Seattle. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Eddie, you got anything else before I let you go? Um, Matt Miazga, uh, we, we had a little bit of a topic at the, um, at the offices in Opto, and somebody made the very bold statement that Matt Miazga is going to be the first field player to play for one of the biggest clubs in Europe, say a, a Madrid, a Barcelona, a Manchester United. Wow. Uh, something like that. Are you guys? You guys think that he's of that ilk? Do you, you see Matt Miazga really being that one transcendent player? Assuming he doesn't pick Poland, which I don't know why he would. At this well, point, that, but do you okay. see him being that one transcendent player for the USMNT. But Eddie, you just hit something, right? He's got the passport. He's got the European passport, so he's good on, on that front. Doesn't have to worry. Let's say, let's say he ends up in England. I'm not saying it's the best place for him. I actually don't want him to go to England. But if he ends up in England, don't have to worry about the the work permit. And it's it's about trajectory, right? I mean, the the kid is not only locking it down for the New York Red Bulls. He's he's done really well at the U twenty World Cup. He's he's got all of those. He's checking all those boxes, Jared. You know what yeah, I'm saying? But passport aside, isn't he, how's he any different than Tim Ream when he's got the New York Red Bulls? Oh, uh, I don't think Tim Ream a little was bit younger, younger and good with the ball, good positioning, about the same size. I don't, but I don't think Tim Ream. I don't think Tim Ream was getting the acclaim that Matt Miazga was yeah, is no, getting. Yeah, no, trust me. You, you can't – look, I, I, we, we went back at Opta. We, we, we went back and we analyzed basically the entire 2010 season um, last season. So we – I got – and I did most of the Rebels games. So I got a really, really, really good look at Tim Ream. Trust me. Tim Ream is not even in the same conversation 
as what Matt Niazka has been doing this season. Matt Niazka is an absolute, he's an analytic dream. The man is, he's way beyond Tim Ream. So I, I can't, I can't really even, um, like, welcome that conversation. I, I think that he's I think where I'm coming that, from, but, Eddie, is this. We just got to be careful when we start anointing these things because how rarely has it ever come true? And I don't want you getting your hopes up. I, listen, I, granted, I know you're a Costa Rica fan first. So if this comes off, it's a Red Bull badge of pride, not necessarily a U.S. Men's National Team badge of pride for you. But No, it's not even that, though. No, I, I just... I fall in love with players when I analyze players. I have a few players that I really love, and it goes across Liga Max too. So, like, Matt Niaz is one of them. Orbelin Pineda from Querétaro. If you guys aren't paying attention to him, I would suggest you do. And Eric Gutierrez from Pachuca. I mean, it's just players that when I, I watch them, when I analyze them, they are just, they, they feel so much better than what's around them, and they're young. So, well, like, and 19 and from analytical players, perspective, and I think throw Matt Niaz is in that conversation. From an analytical perspective, then Eddie, throw me out something that's going to blow my mind about Matt Miazga. What uh, don't I know about Matt Miazga that, from the um, analytical I side, you have game, to offer? I forgot what game it was, but it was this season. He set some some records MLS wise from the stats we, that we've been uh, collecting, where he had the most combined clearances, interceptions, and tackles in a single game. And 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 I wish that I had the numbers in front of me, but we kind of made a big deal about it because, I mean. Basically, 1v1 duels, Matt Miazga rarely loses. And then you see what he did against David Villa twice, what he did against Giovinco. Um, there was a tackle that he had inside of the box where he got all ball, and Gio wanted a penalty, and it was 100% not a penalty because Matt Miazga just won it. There's just something about this kid, 1v1. He wins these battles. He, the, his position, this, this, there's something about him with his understanding of the game when I compare him to other center backs. When I do America games and I'm watching Ventura Avelado, who's an absolute disaster sometimes. Uh, I forgot what game he did two weeks ago. He scored an own goal. He yeah. was responsible for another of the goals. Yeah, the first game of the MX Atlas. season. Well, yeah, it was against Atlas. I think they lost like 4-2 or 3-1 or, or, or something like that. But Avelado was responsible for two of the goals. And I'm watching him and I'm thinking, why the hell is he getting USMNC call-ups and Matt Miazga isn't? Well, Matt Miazga, for me, is at least three times as the better center back than Alvarado is right now. You got to remember, Klinsman has been, had a, had a a run now of not getting bringing guys in too early. That's his thing. He rarely brings guys in really what? early, really young. What? Get to the Wait, what? <laughs> he didn't do it. Jesse Zardes. What? We we just he hasn't done with Harry Ship. He okay, but we've got. He just I did can't the, buy that argument because outside Julian of Julian Green, Green who has he done it with? Okay. Outside, you, you say outside of Julian Green, like Julian Green doesn't count. Julian Green I'm counts. I'm saying that I listen. That wasn't just. A, let's not act like that was just a on the field call up. Okay, that was get you to sign for the for the play for the if the USA type of stuff. So there's other factors that are just than on the field play. Matt Miazga ain't going anywhere. He's already playing for the youth the youth national team. Granted, I mean he doesn't lock him in for life or anything, but. I just don't know that he has a history of bringing okay. in real okay. young guys really early. He okay. brings guys in slowly. Okay, well, we'll see. I mean, he went with a pair of 22-year-old center backs. Uh, John Brooks, he brought in early. Now, that maybe that's maybe you buy that the whole dual national thing, international thing, get him locked down. Maybe the same with Alvarado, but he played these kids at 22 in a competition he was supposed to go win. Okay, well, he and is, William where Yarbrough. Would you rank- Have you guys ever watched William Yarbrough play goalkeeper? By the way, you're, you guys yeah. are making a mistake with that one. That dude is trash. William Yarbrough. Absolute trash. It, I've analyzed a lot of Leon games. 
that dude makes so many mistakes, and he's getting called up. Yeah. What's the rush to get that guy in the camp? I when he, in all honesty, I would put Luis Robles over him every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Why yeah. are you calling him well, William Yarbrough? Okay, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that, Eddie, and I'll say this. I, I, I got to let you go, Eddie, because we – we do have another call on the line. I want to get to him before we run out of the show. I appreciate oh, fine, it, man. man. No, it's all good. Appreciate it. Eddie from Brooklyn. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, Eddie works for Opta. That was clearly in there a couple times. Um, I think that Jurgen Klinsman, just to get back to this, and, you know, we all have our questions over his call-ups, Jared. We, we, we all question the, the, the names that he calls up each and every time. There's always a couple of guys you're kind of scratching your head about. There's guys he calls in, you think too early or they don't, they're not playing or they're playing in certain places. He goes on gut. There's nothing else there. I don't think there's anything else except gut. I don't think Jurgen Klinsmann is looking at, is, is punching numbers into something or looking at stats, checking out what Matt Miazga's clearances are, how many times he wears aerial, wins aerial duels, how many uh, tackles he makes without, you know, I don't think he does that. I think he just watches film and goes, I like that guy for whatever reason. And, I, and, I, and I'm okay with that if you had the, Yogi Lowe, if you have maybe even the Martin Vasquez, the, the whoever's behind you and they're going to be doing that part. Even me, I'll tell you right now, I hate passing charts, uh, like uh, heat maps. I find that stuff to be so boring. Yeah. And just like I have eyeballs. I don't need that stuff. So I kind of respect that part about Klinsman. I just don't like that. It doesn't seem to jive. What with the rest of our eyeballs? Okay, Tre- it's like he's Tre- rented a pair or something. Tre- Trevor is telling me that Klinsman founded the analytics arm for the national team. I I did never heard that. If that's true, then maybe I'm completely and utterly off base. But I, it's the only way I can rationalize his choices. Four one nine. I would know that too, except for Trevor's typing in the wrong. I know. Chat window. He's all so over. I, I don't have any idea what he's saying. Four one nine. You've been very patient. Who's this? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Nick from Toledo. Hey, Nick from Toledo. Nick Zuberling. Jared, uh, you know Nick, right? Yeah, dude. What's up, dude? All right, go ahead, Nick. What's going on? Hey, I, uh, I'm, I'm super pumped. Uh, yes, I am Nick from Toledo, but I grew up in the city of Cincinnati, and I can finally call a soccer team my own. I am so pumped about FC Cincinnati. No matter how bad their stupid YouTube videos were last week, I'm excited. Have you seen those, Jared? You've seen those, right? I have not seen them. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Uh, Trevor, give me a link because I will play some audio. Nick, uh, yeah, congratulations on that. Uh, by the way, you can totally tell Nick has a podcast set up in his house. <laughs> the way he sounds, <laughs> the, the, the yes, difference I, in the I'm in the, uh, from the, the Skype heat. in my studio. So yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, look, it's it's great to to see Cincinnati get a team. I don't know what the future is. I've heard some things. People uh, that I follow that are from Ohio have said that you know clearly there's ownership behind uh, that team that's got a bunch of money and and has aspirations. So Jared, once again, we're in a situation where a club are they going to rock the orange like in their in their logo? I think so, yeah. I think it's there. Yeah, blue yeah. and orange. Yeah, yeah. It's- nice. I do like that. I do like that. I wish someone would rock that kind of combo in uh, in MLS. That's a nice combo. Yeah, it's well- it's uh it's a little it's a little it's a little close to my to my NFL team, but I don't care about that. It's whatever. It's uh it's just <laughs> oh, so you have are. to like it then. Well, kind of. Yeah, orange and blue have a they have a certain resonance with me. Uh, Nick, just I'm I'm just gonna play this for Jared so he can get a sense. Oh, you know what? Right. I forgot. My video doesn't work on my system, Trevor. So never mind. I'll have to go find that somewhere else. Uh, so go, Nick, uh, uh, you know, what are your expectations? Are you going to be able to make it, you know, make it to Cincinnati for games? Or are you just going to follow from afar? How's that going to work for you? I've got about a three hour drive to Cincinnati. There's only 15 home games. And I was looking at the, the season ticket pricing and in the supporter section, it's $120 for the whole season. And so that's actually really affordable. 120? And- 
I mean, a three-hour drive sucks, but uh, you know, I'm really excited about the ch- the chance to, to root for a team in my hometown. I can't stand the crew. I can't stand anything about Columbus personally. So the fact that Cincinnati's getting on board and they're actually making an attempt to be a player in the soccer community that that in itself is really exciting. And we've got John Harks as our head coach. I don't I don't know what kind of a coach he's going to be, but they got a big name draw right out of the gate to be the to be the met, the head man and. That's pretty exciting. They're going to play their home games at the University of Cincinnati's newly renovated football stadium. I, 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 so I wonder if wonder if your first signing is going to be St. Ledger, just because John Harks admires his style. <laughs> oh, dude! Like, are you allowed to even like? Damn, dog! Oh my god! Yeah, and you know what? That's a little bit of a deep. Say. It's a little bit of a deep cut because that's we, a deep cut. But I respect that. <laughs> I, you, you, y'all need to respect that cut. Uh, uh, Nick, I appreciate the call. I man. do have a question. Are you quick, real quick for Nick. Nick, does Cincinnati have any chance of stealing Columbus Crew fans? Yes, I think they do. Um, Why so? Uh, because Cincinnati, as weird as it sounds, Cincinnati and, and the area around the uh, the greater tri-state area is more closely aligned, more towards Kentucky. Like Cincinnati is kind mm-hmm. of its own part of the state. Yeah, and, and the same as Cleveland. Like it's weird. That's why. You know, with elections, it's so weird because you've got three different parts of the state, and Cincinnati's its own kind of kind of thing. I think they're going to have a, a do a good job of getting a big chunk, and it's it's not just uh, you know fans. You got all the club teams in Cincinnati, all the local kids that that play. That that's a huge soccer market that they're going to tap into. I think they're going to they're going to take a big chunk out of the crew uh, crew momentum. All right, we'll find out uh, how that goes. FC Cincinnati going into USL. In 2016, Nick, appreciate the call, man. If I was you guys Cincinnati, are the best. Thanks. Like, if yeah. I was the owner of uh, Cincinnati FC, I so would have called my team Sin City FC. FC Cincinnati, first of all. No, so they've Sin got, City no, FC. No, 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 no. I'm with you. They're going with FC Cincinnati. They're going Ooh, with the, pardon me for not having their FC no, right. No, no, no. What I'm telling you is they're going with the Latin style, which I don't get. FC Dallas, FC Cincinnati. Dallas, I sort of get. That's the market. There's all you know. I don't. Maybe Cincinnati's got a large Hispanic market, but it just at this point in America, it's just like which one feels right. You know to what, you? Which one do you like the sound do of? Do you know what they passed on that they could have gone with Cincinnati's nickname? And there's a couple cities with this nickname in the in the country, but Cincinnati's nickname is the Queen City. They could have been Queen City FC or Queen City Soccer Club, Queen City SC. While I like that, I think that opens them up to a lot of Midwesterners' uh, very low brow sense of humor. Okay, but I'm I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find some FC Cincinnati Are you videos. Be the one. If so, enter the FC Cincinnati Be the One contest by visiting fccincinnati.com. The fan with the most points will be crowned the <laughs> one and receive two season tickets for FC Cincinnati's inaugural season at Nippert oh. Stadium. Visit fccincinnati.com today to enter and be the one. That's not actually the worst. Though. That's that's for the fans. That's not the there, there is there and and there's just, there's some internal. Like for the uh, for the street team, like go out and spread the word. FC Cincinnati in town, and it's like six interns, like straight out of college, holding up scarves, going FCC, FCC. That's the most awful thing. That is the worst, like anagram. I know, I know, it's so bad. It's so bad. And what they call, what they also do is like they call their uh, their the the fan section right behind the gold net neutrality. Oh, good lord! Uh, Two one two, you're on the air. Yes, it's Gringo Mark calling from New York. Hey, Gringo Mark, what's going on, man? Nothing much. I have a real quick question for you guys. Uh, what do uh, Benny Farhaver, Ethan Finley, Dax McCarty, Omar Gonzalez, and Matt Beasley have in common? 
Okay, say it one more time. Ball? One more time. Do the whole list for me again, Mark. Okay. Benny Fell Harbor. Okay. Ethan Finley. All right. Dax McCarty. Yep. Omar Gonzalez. Yep. And Matt Beisler. Uh, that, that, well, okay. Omar's the one. Omar and, and Matt are kind of throwing me off. Although, I mean, well, Omar's throwing me off because he was in the Gold Cup. Those are all guys who deserve national team time, right? Yes. All right, so there you go. I mean, I think that's a pretty, uh, pretty. That's a list. Yeah, I, but, you know what, though, I'm going to step on one thing, and this is as an LA guy, this may be a bit of blasphemy, but Omar has failed to capitalize on his chances. He's been given chances, and I still think yeah. he's probably one of the top center backs in MLS, absolutely. And I think his club play warrants him getting call ups, but he's not taking advantage of this stuff when he's getting the looks. Mm. Gold Cup. I'm sorry. He just didn't get, he didn't do enough to really stand out. No center back did, to be honest with you. So in a war of attrition, Omar Gonzalez still has a position in this, uh, World Cups, I mean, in this, uh, U.S. men's national team squad. Benny, it's just not going to happen. It, there's not enough way to get enough pressure on Klinsman to get Benny called in. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, just, I, just to give us some, some background here for what Mark is saying. Go, I know, look, who scored is, so I mentioned, I've been mentioning who scored a couple of times. They use OptiStats is sort of why it came to mind, uh, with what, uh, Eddie was saying. But they have a best 11. They do player ratings, okay? And now player ratings are subjective. First of all, they give a, they give Poku a 10 for Thursday night, Jared. A 10. I don't know any player who gets a 10 in a any 10. game, really, but, I mean, but listen, I, I love me some Poku, though. But the top two center backs in MLS, according to who scored for the entire season, two guys mentioned on this show, just now and previously. Who are they? Who do you think they are? Top two center backs. Uh, I'm going to say Matt Miazga and Omar Gonzalez. Boom. There you go. Matt Miazga, Omar Gonzalez. So, uh, and look, uh, Benny Failhaber, uh, is, is best 11 over the course of the season. Uh, that's the, that's the entire representation of Americans except for Bill Hamid. So I see exactly what you're saying, Mark. Well, in addition to that, all these guys play college soccer. And I think I'm a, I'm a supporter of Klinsman and I think he's allergic to, um, former soccer players from uh, college soccer players. And, I think uh, that's interesting. I, I think, I, I think, think in, yeah. And I think the reason for that is that, you know, as a foreigner, I wasn't more here. Um, that's, it's shocking to, to read some of the rules uh, yeah. that soccer players have. For example, not only the schedule is weird, the amount of games that they have is weird when they can play semester, you know, uh, but they cannot have contact with professional teams. Obviously, they cannot pay. Uh, they cannot um, get paid. Uh, they cannot play with professionals. Uh, they cannot try out for for a team because if they, you know, violating those rules, then they lose their amateur status. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I, think I, I, I think what Kurzman is actually allergic to is just players with opinions. I think Benny Failhaber is opinionated player and he's not going to shy away. I mean, he was critical of some things with Jurgen Klinsmann. I hear some some of it behind closed doors, some of it out in the open early on in Klinsmann's tenure. Matt Beasler after last uh oh, before the end of the year after the uh the games uh I can't remember if it was right after Camp Cupcake or just before the the turn of the year, but he was critical of Klinsmann and the conditioning. Both those guys are blackballed. Klinsmann is a blackballer. It's it's obvious right now. Josie, Co- Josie Altador is blackballed. That sounds so bad. <laughs> Damn, dog. That's inappropriate. That sounds so bad. I don't even know. Okay. I, I, blackballer? <laughs> yeah, I've never heard it used that. Like, I've heard about people being blackballed, but I don't think I've ever heard anybody yeah, call I, I'm the kind of guy that has the balls to make that a verb. 
Oh my god! Danger zone. Wait, is that a verb or is that a, is that a pronoun? No, you've turned you've turned it into a vocation. A black baller. <laughs> yeah, it's a pronoun. Yeah. then. no, it's a it's a ad adverb. It's an adverb. He's a black ball. It's Someone an with more clout than Jason and I. Tell me what that is. <laughs> John the Tannerwald, this is why he exists. Yeah, I'm the, uh, well, I, yeah, apparently I'm a writer that doesn't understand any rules of grammar, which, you know, really overrated. Mark, you got anything else, man? Yeah, I don't know if you heard of the Southern University, Southern New Hampshire University program I, with the MLS. Yeah, they, yeah, they've signed up with MLS. That's that, uh, that, that college that does a ton of online stuff and has signed up with MLS. Yeah, I wonder how it's. Uh, that's going to work with some of the. You well, know, I mean, look, you are seeing some, you are mm-hmm. seeing some changes, uh, attitude wise. Thanks for the call, Mark. I appreciate it. attitude wise towards schooling and soccer. And uh, look, Jared, I've all I've long been the guy who kind of points out, you know, let's be careful about the road we go down with turning a, a professional soccer development into this machine that just cranks out kids without any real regard. For setting them up uh, uh, up for a post soccer life, like I want to be. But careful. you know, you know, I'm kind of on the other side of this, right? You know, I'm kind of the other side of this, where it's like, you know, no one makes them sign a contract. Their parents are involved. I mean, it's. I know. People know what they're getting, what they're signing up for with this, and there's no guarantees. And I kind of don't like the the cradle them. Here's the here's a uh, a net for you when you fall kind of mentality. But at the same time, I, I, I like what like we saw before with the team like Galaxy's doing where you're getting your education while you're playing for them. I don't – but if you – and I think we're talking about very young players, right, Jason? We're not talking about the college system. We're talking about no, very no. young players. I'm talking about – well, okay, but that's the thing. You set up a kid on a path at 12 or 13 years old. He's in a program. He's go, or he's in a ca- an academy, and he's going to high school, and he barely gets his, his high school diploma. I'm not saying that, that this, the teams don't care, but really they're there to get the best out of those kids on the soccer field. He barely gets his high school diploma. He signs a contract at 18 or he doesn't sign a contract at 18 he uh, for whatever reason college isn't something he's interested in or school hasn't been valued or or america's attitudes about that have changed and he becomes one of those kids who bounces around lower division teams what, what do you think about the next generation of retired of mls soccer player There's then because go ahead no no that's not wrong with that what do you think about the next generation of retired soccer players then and when you have when you look at the last generation, you have guys like Chris Klein coming out. He's a college-educated oh, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. Comes out ready to to just go into the front office and drive the sport well, economically with the background of having played. Are we going to miss that type of player in the next generation? I think we're going to see a, a, a much smaller number of highly educated American soccer players as time goes along. That's just going to. We start- can list. We can list five off the top of our heads right now, probably. You know, Chris Henderson, Garth Lagerway, Chris Klein, Chris Leach just got put as a technical director of San, San Jose Earthquakes. I mean, there's these guys all over there, the league. There's a, there's a head coach in this league who has a degree from well, more than one. But there's there's a, well, there's okay executives with head with a degree from Duke. There's a, head there's coach- a player at NYCFC with a mullet with a Masters. Yeah, I mean, look, that's that's. Are we gonna be that country for much longer? I don't know. I, I really don't. Uh, and you know what? You the the example is baseball because that's also a numbers game of trying to churn out yeah. talent from from thousands of kids. And a lot of kids get signed out of high school and go into uh, rookie ball and, and, and a league ball. Some some of them go to college and some of them get to their degrees. But the number of college educated players in baseball is a fraction of the total number of players, right? We're going to get and if to you that. look at the people running those teams, most of them are lawyers and stuff like that. It wasn't their first job. A lot of teams, they're, they're people that came from other backgrounds. No, no, no. What you not got, from baseball themselves. Well, the coaches are all ex baseball players. But coaches, the guys, yes. I'm but talking the, higher. The GMs are guys who, 
had failed careers and then went back to school, like like Billy Bean. I think he went back to school. Or uh, a guy who never even thought about playing was never even going to. Theo Epstein, just a, a like a, a highly educated guy who learned uh, you know learned statistical analysis and now is a GM for for the Cubs. After I want winning World MLS Series. to be one of the only leagues around where its commissioner is a guy that played in it. Okay, well, I think it's possible, but but most leagues don't have the commissioner job the way that we do. But that's okay. I see what you're saying. Six one nine. You're on the air. Saying. Who's this? Hey, what's up, Bet Soccer Show? It's me, Enrique from LA. Enrique, it's been a little while. We're getting all the all the old school yeah. people coming out. Enrique, what's going on, man? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Uh, touching on that topic, uh, it's, 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 I think it's a matter of choice because uh, you can see some of these guys. You know, they go to Instagram, they go to social media when they can. You know. Go to the books. You know, I think it's a matter of choice. Yeah, there's there's no ladies on the books. (laughs) There's no ladies on the books. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, unless you're taking art class. Yeah. You're right on that. I think it's necessary. I think it's one step that we need here that Galaxy has done. And uh, uh, I'm very happy that's happening. And it's a very very big big topic of among all the youth is like, oh, do I go to high school or do I go to the academy? And then and that's where I think we talked about it before, where uh, we talk about uh, high school soccer level has gone down. And but it's, I think it's a matter of choice. Uh, my father, he's 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 the one that taught me everything about football, and he's got a lot of experience. He 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 actually talked to somebody. Somebody told him, listen, these soccer players, they have a lot time off so it's, it's a matter of choice this is true uh the reason i well, the reason i called is um uh, I, 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 I wonder what best soccer show thinks um are we i'm kind of getting like to the point where enough is enough of this josie promote uh promoting like when when would it when would it be when would we stop and realize that you know he, he he's just he's not what we want and then just constantly from all these mainstream media, ESPN, you know, they go, oh, Josie, 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 Josie. And it's like, hey, stop, you know. When 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 do you guys think it, it's, that's it, you know. I was watching this replay from someone, um, MLS, on Unidicion Deportes, and there's a clear path for him to run in. And he just I- jogs, 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 and then uh, Hercule Gomez shoots, shoots, shoots. And he would consistently run, or actually sprinted, he would have gotten that deflection, but instead he run. He he's not proactive. Is what I'm trying to say. But uh, uh, yeah, Rique, let me ask you a question, Rike. Was Hercules Gomez signed because of Josie Altador, or was he signed because of Robbie Finley? No, no, the shot. It was a shot that uh, on a replay that I was watching. Hercules no, 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 Enrique, Enrique, well, yeah, okay, we understand what you're trying to say, we're, we're pointing out a specific moment, Jared's asking you why Toronto FC signed Hercules Gomez, they signed Hercules Gomez because Josie's not getting it done, or they signed Hercules Gomez because their option off the bench is Robbie Finley? That, that, I mean, that, that is putting question is like why why is Hercules Gomez coming into Toronto? What what's go what's really going on? That's very true. I mean what's going on? Is is he really not performing at practices? Yeah. Is he is he I don't I don't know, know about that. Yeah, they, they obviously they obviously overpaid for the guy. Okay. And, and look he's gone he's in a trough, Jared. I mean the guy is at the bottom of 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 the curve right now. There's He's no at the doubt bottom of a six million dollar hole. And and you then you start to wonder. I mean, then the the pro, thought pro, and look, I get this whole. He's lazy. He's a grass killer. 
He doesn't run at all. I get this all the time on Twitter. I mean, my Twitter is littered with people hate So uh, the question then is, is he the new Eddie Johnson? I don't, that, well, I mean, is that unfair? Wow. I, I, is it unfair? Doesn't there, uh, how many core, isn't there things that are correlating in your mind right now when I say that? No. No. No? No. You don't think about a guy who gets paid and then takes it easy? That doesn't remind you of anyone? A guy with wasted potential that didn't make it in England? That doesn't mind you, remind you of someone? I think we have to be careful about that stuff. There's a lot of things we probably don't know about his time. Absolutely. I'm just drawing a couple comparisons here. I mean, it's not as though he arrived in MLS and was just a disaster when they started the season. He was scoring goals. He was actually playing pretty well. Eddie Johnson scored goals when he needed to get paid. (laughs) Yeah, but see, that's Josie's already gotten paid. You just defeated your own point is what I'm saying. I I just think the guy's in a slump. I just think he's in a bad place in his career. And but athletes go through this, but he is wearing it so like a wet blanket over his shoulders. I know. I know. yeah. Oh, back to what you were saying, uh, the Toronto was playing phenomenal on, and was Josie on the lineup? That, I mean, that, that's things we have to look at, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 they, uh, but I, I mean, okay. It's a good, look, it, it's a, a fair, guys. it's a fair, thanks, Enrique. It's a fair point. If, if Toronto FC is winning games and Josie Alter's not part of the lineup and then they, he comes back into it and they're not winning games, you're going to make a connection there. I can tell you right now. I don't think Toronto is happy that what they had to spend money on the transfer window was another striker and not a defender. That's not where their money should have been spent, and that's where they had to spend it. I think that tells had you a lot to. about what Toronto has going on. Had to. Had to. They, had well, to? You think they made a, they make a purchase they don't need to make? Had to. I don't know about had to. I mean, I, I think you have a choice, and I'm not going to give them a pass because they chose to spend money on a striker when okay maybe they don't have the best striker core in MLS but you get you can get by you're certainly playoff quality with Jovinko scoring goals in buckets and Josie outdoor chipping in every now and then I mean the guy's still gonna I, I don't know if he's gonna go through a slump where he doesn't score for months it, it, what it comes down to is you have a unbridled talent on a ridiculous streak in Giovinco and Josie still can't find a way to get himself off that is the part to me that uh, says that they had, had to go do something but they've had moments it's i mean again maybe you're worried about recent uh, recent play and that's how you view things and there's no other way to look at it but uh, okay let's just take saturday for example okay yeah josie outdoor not any worse than anybody else on the field for tfc they got beat three nothing was he any yeah. worse than anybody else on that field no but his job is to be better than the nine of them Okay, but he was probably marginally better than Bradley, or not any not any worse than Bradley. Jovinko was shut down, had two shots, is the fewest number of shots he's had all season in ninety minutes. Uh their midfield basically did nothing. Warner, J. Rue, and, and Gel Delgado. I mean they they got housed. The thing is you're willing to give Bradley a pass. We're really willing to give Giovinko a pass. We're really give Cheru a pass because they have done well over the last few months. Josie can't oh, say the same thing, whoa, whoa, whoa. so you, he wears that burden more. You want to be fair about this? Okay, first of all, a guy like like Josie Altidore is judged on how many goals he scores because that's what he does. He's a striker. That's how he's paid for. Okay, That's what he signs it's, up for. It's easier to evaluate a guy like, like just with our eyeballs. It's easier to evaluate Josie Altidore than Michael Bradley. But if we want to be fair about this, it ain't like Michael Bradley's been tearing it up this this year. It's not like Michael Bradley. If we want to be fair about this, it's not as easy to gauge. 
Sure, but if based if I'm trying to, because I have no other way of doing it except my eyeballs. I have seen I have seen great moments of Michael for Michael Bradley in the last month month or two. Beautiful chip balls over the top, through balls, getting on the ends of runs and scoring. I can't see Josie running. Okay. He's not even chasing balls down. Okay, he's not pressuring from the front. All I'm gonna say is that. Am when, I off? No. Okay. Look again. I've heard this a lot, but all and, and and there are moments when Josie doesn't make the run. I know that. I'm not gonna say he's 100 committed every time out. I also don't think his game is meant to be an all action forward. He's not that guy. Now again, Robbie that Keen get, is running down more balls than Josie Altador is. Okay. All right. You're, you're, that's fair. I also think, though, and this is just something to keep in mind. I'm not saying that the criticism of, of not running isn't valid, but it's important to keep in mind that the first thing people do when they want to criticize a player, when they don't think a player is playing well, the first place they go is lazy. The first place they go is he doesn't, he's not running enough. He's not doing enough. I mean, I think there are people who were pointing at Michael Bradley during the World Cup in 2014 and saying he's not working hard enough. And he was the man covering the most ground in the tournament. Now, again, midfield versus striker, difference of difference of uh, of action. But still, I think it's easy for people to look at a striker if he's not scoring goals and say he's not working hard enough. If he scores, if he touches the ball ten times and scores twice, it doesn't matter what he did the other seventy-five minutes, the other eighty-five minutes. No, and that's the unfair duality of strikers. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, that's, that's it's accepted. It's I, an unse- it's an accepted catch twenty two of strikers. Mm-hmm. You're as good as the goals you score. I'm sorry, and it sucks for and guys not, like Michael Bradley, not, who you have to actually no. watch to see how he plays. Well, but and, and for Josie, it sucks when you when you don't score. Then it, it, it the 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 praise criticism range for a striker is very small. I, I'm going to end this debate right praise. now for you, Jason. I'm in this debate right for you right now. Have you seen anything in the last month from Josie that was any better than what you saw for him in Sutherland? Um, uh, gosh, I, I guess not. No, I guess not. That's the guy they bought. That's the guy they got. Okay. Um, I think what bottom line here and, and sort of where Enrique was going is, and I will agree with him on this. Josie Outdoor is not an automatic starter for the United States men's national team. When we True. get to, when we get to October 10th, we shall see what Jurgen Klinsmann does. Actually, we're going to find out with these two September friendlies coming up and their challenges. We I hope find he out. trolls them so hard and brings Jordan Morris in and plays him. We will find out if Klinsmann still thinks Josie Outdoor is a major part of his team because I am, my gut tells me. I mean, he went so long with Josie, Josie, Josie. Josie gets hurt in the World Cup. It's, oh my God, we didn't have anybody to replace Josie. We need Josie. Let's get Josie. Josie, Josie, Josie. He dropped the kid from the Gold Cup team. My gut says, you're done unless you are really firing on all cylinders, unless you're really burning it up. You're done until you prove you're back to being something that can really help us. And I agree, because this is a kid that wore the captain's armband six months ago in a friendly. You know, he's the guy he picked. I think Jurgen Klinsmann may be embarrassed by that to a certain extent. He tried to put this guy on the right right platform. He tried to put him in the right spotlight, and the guy's just not seizing it. And that's easy to say from our perspective. Josie may be trying his hardest every game, but if he is, that's it's just not showing. You know, and I tend to be. I I, I had a conversation once. I, I you know occasionally I'll do player ratings for ESPN. I did a lot of them this summer uh, for ESPN FC during the, the the men's national team run, the the Gold Cup. And I had a conversation. It's not my favorite thing to do. Look, I'll do it. I know it's a it's a fun thing for fans. They like to debate. It's an incredibly subjective job, right? 
Like, it's just impossible yeah. to yeah. watch a game and try to figure out exactly whether that player did everything he was supposed to do, if he was good, bad, whatever. We judge on a couple of moments. We see 90 minutes of soccer, and if you have two bad touches, wow, you're terrible. I'm giving you a four. I had a conversation with a with an active player, a, a guy who's formerly in MLS and now in Europe, and he said, that's weird to see you do that. I didn't think you were that guy because he wrote something. I might as well tell. It's Bobby Warshaw. Bobby Warshaw wrote this really good piece at Deadspin in which he sort of outlined, I think it was Deadspin, maybe it was Soccer Gods, outlined how he can go and do his job on the field. Now, he's a midfielder. Now, we just talked about how tra- how hard that is. Yeah, He can go do his job, leave the field, leave the locker room, go back to his house, feel great about what he did, go out the next day, walk down the street, and have somebody look at him and say, you played terrible. You were You were crap out there. And he did everything he was supposed to do as asked by his coaches in that game. And he felt good about it. And they said he was. He did well. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be unfair here. I'm going to be unfair and, and tr- tremendously blunt. As a professional player, he needs to not care about that. No, I don't think he does. But I think his point was that it's it, what we see, especially on television. I'm not talking about live. I'm talking about on television. What we see on television with limited angles and, and the. Uh, again, I'm not saying Josie Outdoor has been good and somehow we've been tricked into thinking he's bad. I'm just saying, and Enrique is on Twitter saying that, you know, a major <laughs> fact here, a forward doesn't have to score goals. It depends on what he's asked to do. I don't know what Josie Outdoor's asked to do every time out by Greg Vanny. Uh, maybe he's asked to just, I don't to know, oc- occupy space. Maybe he's meant, I mean, seriously, if your job is to occupy a center back so that Jovinko can get some extra space so that you can get your wingers up the field and have them 1v1 versus fullbacks, is Josie Outdoor's job really to like run hard? Or is his job to make sure that center back is posted somewhere and not getting involved in tackles and closing down? I think if we have to create this many scenarios for no, why I, he may I, be bad, then that's saying something. I agree. I'm just trying to open up the. I'm just trying to crack that door just a little bit. Again, this isn't even really about Josie Outdoor anymore. It's about the general sense that we have judging players, especially strikers, here. strikers who aren't scoring, strikers who aren't scoring. Man, it's almost like a you know. The most popular, they say, the most popular player on a football team is the backup quarterback. If a striker's not scoring, everybody wants him gone. Everybody wants him out of that team because right now he's a cleanup hitter that can't connect. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and if the 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 thing is with baseball, if a cleanup hitter walks three times a game, he's still valuable. But we don't necessarily we don't necessarily understand that when it comes to you know what though he's not going to get paid the big contract for walks. No, probably not. 347-756-6276 347-756-6276 is the phone number. I think that's the first time I've said it. Right? Uh, maybe, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. I think everyone it's, just got it from uh, the twi- tweeting, uh, yeah. tweeting it out. You guys are the best. All right. So we, uh, we, yeah, got- I don't think we've hit anything on our, our list tonight, but no. that's just okay. No, absolutely. Well, it's, uh, you know, again, we, we, you, we don't have to do an MLS review. That's not really what people come to this show for, but we, we like to hit on the big moments. So we can certainly hit on some of the big they moments. We come for shower talk. Yeah. <laughs> Um. What? Okay. So I've seen that sporting. By the way, favorite shower scene in a movie. Oh man. Uh, This is gonna take me. This is gonna take me a minute or two. I got one, so I can I can launch one if you need a second to talk to think about it. Okay. And by the way, you don't have to be scared. You can say the shower scene with Kevin Bacon full frontal and wild (laughs) wild things. It's okay. My favorite shower scene. Okay, hold on. I gotta find. I've already used the inappropriate drop like three times. I don't even know where to go with that one. I just do this. Jay Rodius. Alright, you give you give me I guarantee there's the, a list. The, out there, the, the sixty seconds that made me a man. Okay. The shower scene in stripes. 
That's a good sour, shower scene. That's the John Larroquette oh, spying. Oh, I wish I was a loofah. Spying shower. It's, it's completely pervy as hell. Oh, but yeah. Yes. It's Porky's. It's Pookie. It's Porky's era. Yes. It's, it's very much. That was a weird time. And, and we should go. We should talk about this maybe on the bonus show. Because, you know, that no era. one really thinks about the fact that Vacation has a totally unnecessary oh, yeah. shower scene with oh. uh, Beverly D'Angelo. Uh, there's, there's, there's full frontal in European Vacation. They're not putting that in the Vacation movies anymore. They're not doing oh, that. No, 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 not at all. There used to be just a gratuitous boob shot movie. Like, nah, By the way, not. you could take that uh, Beverly D'Angelo scene as your favorite shower scene if you want. No, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, I definitely wanted, for some reason, the only shower scenes that are coming to mind are like horror movie shower scenes. They always have a shower scene, right? There's always a uh, horror movie shower psycho? scene. Yeah, no, uh, single white female, maybe? Is there a shower scene in that movie? Oh, I think she does walk in on her, doesn't I she? I think there's That's something. Creepy. I think there's something there. I'm just obviously Psycho's famous, but there's a there's you know there's a murder involved. Like I don't want to I don't want to ruin it. I'm trying yeah. to think. Oh, or man. prison prison movies. There's there's probably I, I, you know we'll go find a list somewhere. Shawshank Redemption. All right, so Sporting Kansas City making that uh, comeback. They were down two goals twice to Vancouver at home. I mean that's a that's a factor to consider. They were at home. Uh, yeah. but, but to come back that way is why sporting has the look, has the real look, the eye of the tiger of an MLS cup contender for me. But Jared. they have the same problem LA does. Home. You can't keep putting yourself in that hole. Oh, right. Yeah. And, and digging your way back out. LA keeps doing the same thing, giving up the early goal, letting the team have the advantage, and they're good enough to turn it on in the end. But can you really ride that all the way through the season and into the playoffs? LA, maybe. They're a pretty savvy group that's been around the world a few times. I'm worried if KC can really do that, but teams all the times wear that moniker of comeback kids, and this may be them. Well, you know, you know what? If you're going to do that, or you're going to be that type of team, what you need is a guy that everybody can jump on the back of. You know, everybody can get on the back of one or two players. Um, I think LA, it's Robbie Keane, it's Robbie Keane, it's Robbie Keane. Well, yeah. no matter what Giovanni dos Santos contributes, no matter what Giassi's artist does, no matter how much you get out of Gerard or some of those other players, Maganto and, and sprinkling it. It's always about Robbie Keane. If, if you need a goal, Robbie Keane's the guy that's probably going to get it. Does Sporting yeah. have that player? Because Benny Failhaber's job isn't to score goals, it's to set them up. And he's done an amazing job. But I think more than any other time I've seen him play, he's a leader now. Yeah, I've that's never true. seen that to, from Benny Failhaber till now. So maybe he is that guy. And just to reinforce my point, midweek also, RSL goes up 1-0, Kansas City comes back and gets the win. It's not just one game, but... I, listen, I think Benny right now is a leader for Sporting Kansas City. He's come in, taken in that role. And this is a team that lost Arian Colen. Um, I mean, who was their lead? Kai Kamara was their leader a couple of years, years back. I'm, I'm surprised by this. Beyond you. I would have said Graham Zuzzi would have been this guy. I don't think it's Graham Zuzzi. I think this is Benny Failhaber's team. By the way, I think this is going to be... I think that's a that's a, that's appropriate for Benny, right? I think that's a good drop for for Benny Failhaber. I don't have one. I haven't created a a, a drop for Benny Failhaber. Maybe he deserves. That, that, that's his pretty. Own. That's a pretty nice one, man. Yeah, that's, no, that's, actually, that's pretty. I mean, he is smooth. I mean, he's the smoothest American out there right now. I don't know anyone that's got the silky touch way he is. I mean, you seeing him chip balls twenty yards over the top of the defender, put it right on a guy's foot. He's doing through balls. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's got. He's just in that zone right now, yes. and it really disappoints me that we're not going to find a way to take advantage of it at the net. He's in the zone that Lee Wynn was in last season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and as you said, not going to get any national team love. All right, so Sporting comes back and beats Vancouver. Uh, obviously, that helped L.A. jump to the top of the Western Conference when they won in Texas against FC Dallas. Uh, Robbie Keane, Giovanni DeSantos connecting for the winner. Do you think that American journalists, soccer journalists, can ask 
Jurgen Klinsmann. Why isn't Benny Fellhaber on this team? Oh, Do you feel that they asked. have a, too much of a fear of being blackballed in some no, no, no. way that it's, they can't ask that question? It's been, I think it's been asked. I think I think has it? I yeah. haven't seen it addressed. I may have missed uh, let's it. Let's see. Uh July thirteenth, two thousand fifteen. Gergen Klinsman targets Panama win, explains Matt Beasler, Benny Failhaber omissions. Uh hold on, let me put and let me do search here so I make sure I find the exact July thirteenth. I may have been in, in Chicago. I apologize. I no, may no, have no, missed some okay. of this stuff. Um Benny's uh, <laughs> It was asked. I mean, you can't you can't account for the answer. Benny Failhaber, it's asked. Despite calls for Sporting Kansas City's number 10 to be included, it's a simple answer, Klinsman said. There are other ones ahead of him. What does that even mean? It's like, that's, that's something it? Yoda says about Padawans in the Academy. I mean, that's not what you say about a guy that's producing and is ready to play for your team. It's It's what you say. When you don't have a good answer, it's what you say when the answer is not good enough. It's what you say when the reason for keeping Benny Failhaber out of your team is BS. That's what you, that's yeah. what it is. Because no one's going to look. If you watch the last four games of New York City FC and you watch the last four games of Sporting Kansas City, who in the world is going to pick out mixed discrude as the better two players? Yeah, and you know what? I, again, he's I think ahead of them. Challenging. Uh, it, it's those players who have challenged Klinsman, those players who have given him, ha, have questioned his authority, perhaps, or, or, or given, re, you know, had their own personalities. I mean, I think Mix Discrude, for all of his lovely hair and, and all that stuff, has been a guy who has just done what Klinsman's asked. Without... I'm going to get even crazier here. Ooh. Long hair versus long hair? Benny wore it better. Ooh. Do you think? I don't know, man. Benny that, wore no. it better. That's that's a little rough. That's a little rough on Mix, I'm I think. Just okay. Mix has gotten to a point now where I think okay. it's 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 about two inches too long. Okay. Uh that look, Moro Diaz was not in the team for FC Dallas. That takes away a little bit from that win, but look, LA had not been winning on the road, as you said. They get a win on the road. That's that's sort of again, this is Come why from behind on the road. This is why I, I created the word juggernauting last week. They are starting to juggernaut a bit. And and so are some other teams in this league, but LA is the one you have to be fearful of because of their pedigree, because of what they've done. They've done the last four years, and here they go. Here that it's really it's starting to rev up. And there's no the best the, one of the most incredible things about LA is that you take Steven Gerrard and you fold him in and you keep going. You take Giovanni dos Santos, you fold him in and you keep going. Bruce Arena is a master of this, and uh, I think this is kind of what you get with Bruce Arena when you let him run the front office as well. That, that you let him make the roster decisions because he picked guys he knew. First of all, his choices that he knew he could ha hit the ground running and they're going to fit the plan that he was setting. Can you say the same thing about Jason Christ? I don't think you can. No, no. I mean, you look, get the it, feeling that things are being forced and, upon and him. And he didn't need to be that guy. He didn't need to be that guy. He had Garth, Garth Lagerway backing him up, doing that, doing that work. He didn't need to be. He his his job was to take the pieces Garth Lagerway found him and make a team out of it. By the way, speaking of Garth Lagerway, how about the guy signing two players and both of them producing in their first game in Seattle this weekend? Very good job by Garth Lagerway. Already maybe it's early still, but right away you're seeing some talent that Garth Lagerway's brought in on the fairly cheap. Doesn't have to break the bank to bring these guys in. And all of a sudden, I'm not betting against Seattle this weekend. 4-0, Obafemi Martin's back. More than Clint Dempsey, I think this feed feeds off Obafemi Martin's. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's that's uh, that's clear. Uh, there's an infectious. He's energy. a he's a Seattle soccer version of Beast Mode. He's he is the guy that that makes them go uh, uh, right. Uh, you know, perfect perfect way to describe it. He's they feed off of him in a way that they don't. I mean, 
Clint Dempsey is is obviously an important player, and he scores great goals, and he combines well with Martins when they're on the field together. But he's got this more, and this is why he wasn't a great national team uh, captain. He's got this more low-level energy. He's got this smoldering thing about him, right? I mean, it, it makes him sexy, but it's a smoldering thing, right? Obafemi yeah. Martins is just, he's a, he's a wind-up toy. He just Look at his goal this weekend. He was, he was just a head down battering ram through that defense. Somehow it's elegant and ugly at the same time. And that team, you just felt everything lift yeah. when he scores absolutely. that goal. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, oh, so thank it, you. You know, this is, uh, this is, this is Seattle stopping the, 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 the slide, stopping the rot. They, they've got a bit of a gap between themselves and the six and the seventh place team. Um, in the Western Conference, they could, isn't that crazy to say? I, I know they should be able to get themselves back up and, and maybe start climbing. We'll see, but either way, they're going to be a playoff team. I think there's no doubt about that. Elsewhere in MLS, um, we had the. I mean, the only other game that I really think is notable for me, and it's because I called it on Rabble, and it was hella fun. Philadelphia and Chicago, three three, six goals out of that match was stunning, Jared. Absolutely nuts. That's not the game you would have picked if you said there's going to be six goals this weekend, right? No, not at all. And Sean, and that's the thing about the funny thing about it is, oh, Sean Johnson. Can we nickname him? Does he have a nickname? Can we call him like the Windy City Wall or something? (laughs) That's not bad. That's not bad. The Windy City Wall. That's 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 pretty good. I feel like I need to do one of these. And I'm not positive I've ever given one out to a I don't know keeper. that even Tim Howard got that against Belgium. I probably should have. I mean, they're probably fair to give Tim Howard like a retroactive four, 18 or whatever. I can't do it. But 18, oh, babies for, for his performance against Belgium. But certainly Sean Johnson deserves it. He kept his team in the game down the stretch uh, and gave them up. Now, I do think that they, that was a botched call on the Chicago goal to equalize. I think that ball went out of bounds twice and was touched by Mike McGee with a hand. But okay, whatever. I mean, they're both, they're the bottom two teams in the Eastern Conference. I think he thought he was playing keeper. <laughs> he does have that history. Absolutely. I'll say this too. Philadelphia, unlikely unsung hero, Maidana. Yeah. He's having oh, a he's very great. sneaky good season right now. Sneaky good. Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, so I mean, uh, you, 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 you kind of glossed over. You said that one of the only thing to talk about. I do want to talk about one other one. Not a big goal fest. How, do you feel good or bad for Nate Borchers scoring the winning goal in stoppage time against RSL? Do I feel good or bad for Nate Bo- Borchers? Yeah. Nat, Nat Borchers, who's, what's his actual name? Nat, is Nat, is Nat Borchers. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I feel... He, he, a lot of people talked about, oh, that's got to feel good for him and scoring against his old team. I'm sure there's That's not some, how he left that team. No. That, well, they, they, they look, they, they cut him loose because of the salary cap. We all remember that. I mean, they also let go of Will Johnson, who they you know they didn't want to let go of. And I think that... Nat Borchers is the type of player who just wants to score goals to help his team win. He, don't, he doesn't care who it's against. If RSL could go back to the, to the, to the waiver draft of 2014, at the very end of 2014, do you think now they would not protect Luis Gill and protect Nat Borchers instead? Not having to bring Omez Gar- I mean, um, Olave to the team. Maybe. Maybe. And they also lost Salcedo. Remember, that was the, that was an experiment that went sideways for them. Uh, they've had yeah. a bunch of injuries to their center backs. Yeah, maybe they would have kept Nat Borchers. I mean, he's been good for he's been good for for Portland, a team that really obviously struggled with That's defense. A great center back tandem with yeah. David Ridgewell. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, speaking of shower scenes, yes, pitch perfect. Oh yeah, uh, 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 what's the name of the song? Uh, I don't remember the song. Titanium. 
Titanium. Titanium. Yes, that's right. Yes. That's right. I, that is a good one. That was. A, that is a very good one. I enjoyed that one. Uh, I'm just. I'm just gonna get a list here since you brought it up. Weird science. <laughs> you literally Google shower I scene. I did. We're, this is from Complex, so it's not like it's not like the most gratuitous right. list. Because uh, it's also got it's got the shower scene from the uh, from obviously it's like it's got the shower scene from Ferris Bueller's Day Off on this list. When he's singing in the when shower, he's singing the and shower. making the, the like the mohawk with himself. <laughs> yes, it's got That's the, interesting the one. shower scene from uh, Elf, where Buddy's in the bathroom while she's singing in the shower. Uh, yeah, it's got the shower scene from Starship Troopers, which is just gratuitous. Nudity. There's a shower scene in shower. Oh, because there's men and women's together. Yes, huh? it's a co-ed shower scene. A uh, little bit something for everybody. It's got a shower scene from from it which i've never seen it but i've never seen it pennywise in the shower okay that's yeah yeah doesn't the clown makeup which is more like like yeah, I, I don't know how that works dress to kill which is an old movie What's Dress to kill it's a it's i think there's i think it's a movie about a stripper so there you go that's why you get huh. yeah i think so or a housewife i don't know what it's called i don't know what that one's all about anyway all right so we've touched on the most important MLS games of the weekend. If we didn't get to your team, I, I apologize. San Jose won. I don't think that's a big deal. They beat Colorado. They're going to need a lot more to get anywhere close to the playoffs. New England, that's a, actually, I mean, that's kind of an important win. You're supposed to be Houston at home. That game took like 18 hours to play, Jared. Because of By the, the way, a uh, shout out from uh, Moose Snout on Twitter. Shower scenes, weird science. Yeah, that's, the guys in their underwear. That's actually on the list as well. That's a good uh, one. Yeah, that's actually uh, that's a good one too. Uh, other results that we haven't mentioned. I think that's it. I think that we've covered everything else that happened. Yeah, that, I think MLS. that's that's a pretty good coverage of the things uh, of the week in hand. But uh, a couple of rumors out there. Maybe we can hit real quick before we get out. Yeah, absolutely. Do it. What do you think of Cristiano Ronaldo buying a fat pad in New York? I think that that's what rich people do, and I don't yeah. know that it means a lot, but. Yeah. Sure, he's coming to MLS in three you years. He also has a fat pad in New York. Donald Trump. He ain't going on the field. <laughs> yeah, this actually, this place is in Trump Tower, which. Oh, I wonder if he bought Blazer's old place. Um, I don't think Blazer was living. Maybe he knocked down the wall between the cat house Maybe. And, the, and the real house. Maybe. I don't think Blazer was, was living 18 and a half mil large. If you buy a place in Trump Towers, does it already come totally laden in gold and you got to take that crap off? Uh, <laughs> it's got to be gaudy as hell, right? I mean, I would love to see it. I would love to just visit a place like that I, i've never i've been i've been in a very nice apartment in new york an apartment i know is way way beyond anything i will ever be able to afford and it was you know an average size apartment it was a very nice with an amazing view be, you know it was it was state-of-the-art type of modern look all that but it was an average size apartment we're talking about you know 900 square feet or whatever this is the kind of apartment that comes with a playroom this place is huge it's 18 and a half million bucks it's probably you know it's got the vaulted ceilings with the big ass glass view of everything in new york i'm sure you know it, it the 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 balcony that is just like you can fit 50 people on the balcony that kind of size oh, he will he oh, will oh man like i yeah i can't even doesn't imagine. mean he's playing for new york though right no and it doesn't mean he's playing for la either it doesn't mean he's coming to mls what it means is he's got a ton of money and he wants to have a pad in New York. And his kid's American, by the way. Or half American, obviously. Yeah, some waitress he banged, right? <laughs> is, that a, is, that, is that the way we're supposed to say Damn, anything? dog. That's well, inappropriate. I, I got mine from banging some ops manager at an insurance place. <laughs> okay. What do you uh, think? We're talking about guys going both ways then. Jossie Zardes, the Belgium. 
Uh, is that the right move if it happens? Or is that kind of like the safe stepping stone kind of move? I've talked myself into this. I really have. I mean, I think I, I would miss him as an MLS player, and I would miss what him as he, 24 at this point? Isn't 23. That, He's 23. 23? Man. Is, he, is that a little bit too late to start with stepping stones? No, not at all. Guys do this not at late as Americans, late as a, as a regular European player, though. No, no, no. Guys go... There are plenty of players who start out in their domestic leagues, grow into themselves, and leave at 23. That happens all the time. Now... You only hear about the ones who do it to England and the Premier League and the big clubs or Germany. Yeah, I don't want him to make the big jump. I don't want no, him to make the big jump. No, he's not ready for that. I, no, he's not ready for that. But this is, I think this stepping stone, I think this is the right stepping stone. I really do. I th- yeah, I think this is my man going out to the, going out like at, at 12 p.m. when everyone's already kind of liquored up. He needs some easy stats. Well, I mean, okay, Belgium's a, a decent league. Don't underrate. It's a decent league, but I'm just saying it's not the Premier League, which I like about it. Okay. It's I, like right. when Josie went to, went, to, went to Holland. We're like, oh, okay, no, I, that, can, dig, it, I look, can dig this. If, if Giassi's going to go, the place to go is a place like Belgium where he's going to get on the field. I mean, let's, let's be exactly. honest. The, the, the only thing I ever care about with Americans going abroad is whether or not they're going to play. Yeah, I'd like, I don't know if is, 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 I don't know if they may qualify for any European tournaments this season or not. Otherwise, I'd like to see him go to a Rosenborg or to go to like a Anderlecht, if someplace that's constantly kind of vying for those positions. Uh, but I don't know where Genk finished last year. I could be talking out my butthole here. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know which, uh, Trevor might know. Tre- Trevor. Trevor always knows. If, if he knows who finished third in Iceland last year. Yeah, that's because he plays like, like football manager all the time. He says, he says, Gregor, usually a Europa League-ish team. Okay, that's, there's nothing wrong with the Europa League. No, that's fine. That's yeah, fine. Absolutely. It was good enough for Clint Dempsey. All right. Uh, you've got a, you've got something, rumors of Andrew Wooten I, getting called up. I hadn't heard that one. That's something German newspapers are reporting that Andrew Wooten may have gotten a, a call-up for the next round of uh, U.S. men's national team friendlies against Peru and Brazil. If so, he's a kid that's actually put a good scoring record to get, uh, to, together over the last few months. So. But doesn't it seem like now, like, again, the, the flavor of the week for Klinsman is now the, the two Bundesliga? I mean, and he, he's done the Bobby Wood thing. and I mean, I, not that there's He's trolling wrong, MLS. Not that there's anything wrong with these players. You think he's just trolling MLS at this point? Okay. Andrew Wooten has had some good scoring. Who should get a call up if there's only one? Andrew Wooten at striker mm-hmm. or Harry Ship at midfield? Uh, probably Wooten. Ship has not been on, he hasn't been great. And I would also say the striker core is small enough that Andrew Wooten actually could help. Yeah. yeah. I mean, unless you're going to play Jesse Zardes up front where he's not even playing now for his club team, but you do have that option. No Josie Altador. You're running Aaron Johnson and who? Clint Dempsey? Aaron Johansson and Clint, yeah, probably. By the way, just I'm just looking at this for MLS reasons. Uh, how far down the list do you think you need to go before you get to an American on the Golden Boot standings? Um, I'm gonna say the leading American right now. Well, you can guess would, a name, or you can just say what place this. Because um, all I'm saying is, I'm gonna go eighth, and I'm gonna say it is. Man, um. Dang it, Clint Dempsey. It is actually ninth. It's Chris Rolf, and he actually Chris Rolf is in a tie for ninth with guys like Obafemi Martins and Kaká, but also Will Bruin, Charlie Davies, Chris Wondolowski. So Will Bruin is also, and Charlie Davies are also the top leading American then. Yes, not just right. Chris Rolf. Yes, Bru- Will Bruin. Where I is Clint Dempsey, by the way? I knew he had a lot of goals oh, for the amount of games man. played. Seven. He's got seven right now. Okay, so he's not he, that far behind. Well, it. I mean, look, he, he, you know. Started out well, went to the Gold Cup, got hurt, fallen off, fallen off a table. Now, whatever, he'll be fine. He'll be fine eventually. At least Seattle hopes so. 
All right, let's wrap this up. Anything else to to tip in before we go? Tune in for the bonus show, folks. Well, I mean, yeah, that. Well, no, tune in. By Look the way, yeah, let, let, let's lay that out. By the way, I don't think we've said that on the show. The bonus show, we've determined that the best thing to do is to not get in the way of the regular soccer show. So we're going to drop the regular soccer show every Tuesday morning because we record Monday nights. Yeah. And, the, and the, the bonus show, which is not ever soccer, is always going to be something weird and off the wall and whatever's on our minds. We're actually going to release that. Are we saying Wednesday, Trevor? Thursday, Thursday mornings. Thursday, Thursday morning. morning. Thursday morning. So you'll have a little bit of two-time soccer morning. Or sorry, two-times best soccer show. Wow. Uh, mm. two times best soccer show, almost like the old days, almost a little bit like the old days. Yeah, and forgive us if for sometimes we're a couple days out of touch then because we're recording it on Monday nights. Yes, right. If something, but listen, if you like more of the movie talk, the TV talk, personal talk, whatever's in our mind, that's the show for you. It's always, it's going to come up in your feed as well. If you don't like that kind of talk, don't download it. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, go or yeah, download it. Go subscribe. Go subscribe to the feed, the, the channel on YouTube. Uh, best soccer show on YouTube. It's a best soccer show channel. It's dedicated for us there. Go find it and subscribe. Hit the button like a thousand times to make sure it works. Also, we have had very little response to this and I get it. It's hard. And people who do this stuff for a living want to get paid, Jared. Uh, but mm. we need a new logo pretty desperately. And we've gotten a couple of submissions, but we'd like to get some more. We'd like to kind of flesh out. I like the idea of you and I on those naked lady mud flaps, just our silhouettes <laughs> on two of them. See, this is why we need a new logo for designed by somebody else, not by Jerry Dubois or myself. Yeah. If you have an idea, shoot it over to Trevor at, at, at uh, backheel.com. Is that the email address where they can find you? There you go. Trevor at backheel.com or hit us up on Twitter at best soccer show. All right. We're out. I, I, we got to go. We got to roll. We got to do a best uh, bonus show. We're, 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 Later. we're busy people. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Later. Danger zone. I don't like this game. Your men are brutish and their play is ugly. Damn, dog. Damn, that's in a props.